You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Equity One, Broadway's happy hour. Pour yourself a drink and join us as we chat about life, theater, and, and everything, everything in between. between. I'm Elliot Maddox. And I'm Caleb Dickey. Join us for your Equity One. Hi, Caleb. Hi, Elliot. Cheers. Welcome to this week's episode of Broadway Podcast Network Happy Hour. I am Elliot. I'm Caleb. And we are the hosts of Equity One Broadway's Happy Hour. Uh, Every week on Broadway Podcast Network Happy Hour, we sit down with some of your favorite Broadway Podcast Network hosts and have a drink with them. And uh, we just wanted to say something before we get started. Uh, We know that there is a lot happening in the world right now. And we don't want to make it seem like we are ignoring it or not um, taking it seriously by continuing to have this lighthearted content happen every week. So uh, we just wanted to say right now that the Broadway Podcast Network stands for justice for people of color. We stand with the Black community. And um, whether you listen to podcasts to be informed or be entertained. We hope that you will use your voice and not stay silent and um, speak up. So we're encouraging our listeners right now to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. The link is right there. Uh, This helps people that have been protested. This helps them uh, pay for bail. if They can't uh, afford it. And we really encourage you to do research at different organizations and donate, make your voice heard. Yes. And now we're here to entertain you, help help everyone have a little uh, lightness today. All right? Yes. So uh, today we are very excited, very excited to finally have on the podcast <gasps> our friend from a Broadway, Brittany Bigelow. Yay. Hi. Yes. It's so weird. It's so weird having, adding myself to the stream. I know. Well, It's my cue. <laughs> Brittany wears so many hats, but one of her many hats is she often helps produce our happy hours here. Uh, she works f- with the Broadway Podcast Network as well as hosting her own podcast. And, you know, she's just doing it all today producing, <laughs> guesting, all of it. And drinking. It's full circle. <laughs> yeah, the 
<laughs> well, cheers, everyone. I'm so happy to do this with you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh my God, finally. We have tried to do this so many times and I'll I'll say it, every time I have had to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. it happens. It happens, but you know it is what. It, what are you drinking today, Brittany? I am on. A, I'm on a kick with this one cocktail right now. It's a tequila Negroni. Mm. I love a Negroni. It's like been a good change. We're typically like tequila or bourbon drinkers in this household, but it's been nice to like try the cocktail. Um, as yeah, to some tequila or just some bourbon. So I'm. I've been literally like obsessed with it. So I, I love. I love. I love a tequila like. Um, I love like mix, like switching up cocktails, like doing them with liquor that they're not necessarily normally done with. Like I love tequila old fashions. Oh, yum. Totally. Like a Who mess. was teaching us a tequila Moscow mule? Someone was trying to tell us about that. Do you remember who, Elliot? Um, I don't remember who, but it's delicious. It's a Mexican mule. Is what yeah, that's, called. yeah. Someone was, I think that was at Broadway con, maybe. Someone told us about that. Oh. Maybe so. Yeah, I remember Mary Dina from Page to Stage. I think she had a mule. She loves mules, yes. but I don't know if I assume it was a normal mule. She does love mules. We we had we both had mules um, inadvertently, not even planning it on our episode with with Page to Stage. Um, Caleb, what are you drinking? Um, I'm also on a kick of amaretto sour. Oh my god! Um, so what I haven't had these since. Um, no, this is like poor man's mix. Oh, I'm not that smart. <laughs> but I did add the cherries. <laughs> but I haven't had these since like college. Um, the cherry in mine too. Um, they're very sweet. They're very sour. They're so sweet. It's I mostly sugar. This amaretto sours remind me. Now I didn't drink until well, like like most of us, I didn't drink until I was twenty one. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. But like never. I actually didn't ever have a sip of alcohol until I was twenty one. And so and so. <laughs> A little late to the game too. But. Caleb, Caleb, like was at the bar that night with me and was like, "Give him this, like make it really <laughs> strong." Like talking to the bartenders without me. Um, but I, one of my one of my drinks as I was like coming into drinking was an amaretto sours, and amaretto sours remind me of the summer that Caleb and I spent in Wichita together. Yeah, that's I, exactly what I was thinking. At of, the yeah. opening night parties, which happened like every week, I yes. would have amaretto sours. Yes. <laughs> and that is uh, that takes me back right right there. That's like, so funny. Yeah. In the apartments, I think Jordan was making them and he loved amaretto sours too. So he was like, that's how Jordan, I got one. Jordan DeLeon. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just think Summerstock is like the where I learned my drinking preferences and where I learned my tolerance and capacity as opposed to like a lot of people in college are like experimenting and whatever. Um, I feel like Summerstock is kind of that. So when I think of cocktails, I definitely am thinking of like all the different places um, yeah. that we tried them. So, so many. There was this place in Wichita. Shout out to Mort's, Mort's and it was Martini a Bar. Martini Bar. Oh, nice. They had pages and pages of martinis, and they would also serve popcorn with it. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a great pairing. And some of the um, also had jalapeno popcorn. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. I hope you're having a meal with us. <laughs> Um, I know I it's, I was about to shout out Mort's. Um, mm-hmm. That was so funny. Like Mort's Mondays or something. They had like half price or like two mm-hmm. for one. And we would just try like, we would have a lot of martinis. We would have yeah. like six. Three, because they were so cheap. They were so cheap. <laughs> so cheap and so many different flavors. So you were like, yeah. I have to try all the different flavors. Um, 
yeah, I remember that summer when we were when we were not going out and we were making drinks at the apartments. Mm-hmm. I would have this is disgusting. <laughs> But I would make the most, the grossest drink ever. I was like, oh my God, it's like Powerade. It's like Gatorade. Like, it's so good. It was Bacardi Black Raz, UV Blue Vodka, and water. I've never even heard of UV yeah, what is Vodka. So it's just, it's vodka that's blue. It's like blue flavored I away from blue vodka. liquids. I, I don't know what yeah. it is, the Powerades, the anything that are blue. So let alone a blue cocktail, woof. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a choice, but I was, I stayed hydrated. I'm sure you did. Oh, the water, yeah. <laughs> Very important. The sure. water, yeah. I was like, rum, vodka, and water. Wow. <laughs> Times have changed. <laughs> now I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I can't even look at vodka if I'm drinking another alcohol. You know. I know. <laughs> Brittany, how have you been doing through all this quarantine craziness? Oh man, um, I we have been pretty good in our home. Um, I have to say, when it all like first really became apparent that it wasn't. You know, it wasn't something to take lightly that it was going to just get worse and worse and that we all needed to kind of hide out until we knew if mm-hmm. what the government was going to say or things like that. I think that was like an anxious moment of like just buying a ton of food and toilet paper and all these things because it just felt like survival of the fittest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when it like kind of settled, when we realized like New York wasn't going to not have grocery stores and things like that, I right. think the first two weeks were oddly, and I say this with like, so much realization. Yeah. You. Sorry, I'm trying to share it on f- Facebook. Sorry, I can't. I can't double task. <laughs> That's okay. Oh my god. I hope it's not on my end. Um, it was oddly calm for me. I think my life was in a weird position where I actually like felt like I was on this like hamster wheel that I desperately needed to like get thrown off of. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I would rather be on the hamster wheel than have what's happening in the world right now. But I think the first two weeks I was like, I haven't ever just like in for a while, which I think every artist or, you know, New York resident can probably relate to haven't had this like excuse to do nothing and it's okay. Like the yes. world's not going to shame mm-hmm. you for like watching Netflix every day for 12 hours. Um, right. now it's obviously a little bit different. Now it's just like trying to figure out what normal is um yes. thankfully i'm in astoria with my fiance and our dog who is more um and we're very lucky that you know we feel great in our home and um very cozy and safe so yeah yes. all things considered we're we're lucky totally yes i know i i forgot to say what i was drinking <laughs> i'm just oh, drinking okay. bourbon but it's inspired by Joe Roscoe from Built for the Stage. So it's his like skinny old fashioned, which is just bourbon and lemon juice. I'm dead. Skinny. Okay, so it's it's bourbon. It's bourbon with lemon juice. A, a twist. It's bourbon with a twist. Joe yeah, Rock. exactly. Not an old fashioned. <laughs> but in a pinch, it works. You know, I don't have bitters yeah. here. So totally. Yeah. I'm also like, what is not skinny about an old fashioned? There's the sugar. It's sugar. the sugar. Sugar and bitters. Oh, just the bitters? That's like two drops. I don't know. I mean, well, it depends. I, I like a lot of bitters in my old fashioned. Would tell us. 
<laughs> I like a lot of bitters. I, like, I, hear that. I like like 10 dashes. Like, I know that's too many, but like, I'm like, yeah, we like that's too many. Too. Tell us in the comments, how many, how many dashes are supposed to be in an old fashioned? I don't know. I think every, for the most part, if and I'm no expert, I think most cocktails are like, like three. Three, I was gonna say yeah. like three to four probably. It's always three ounces. It's always like three little spins. It's always. I know, but like cocktail, cocktail proportions don't make sense to me. It's like, it's like, yeah, right. Like I'm gonna do like, like a third of the, like a third alcohol and then like, all of this like soda it's like no. no half and half yeah which is why cocktails are typically jake and i my fiance we were like very anti-cocktails for a long time mm -hmm. like restaurants they charge you like 17 bucks for a cocktail you like probably won't like it like nine times out of ten really right. have you ever been like this is the greatest cocktail of my life maybe yeah. you know, new york's oversaturated so it's like if you're going to an amazing place maybe it's cooler or whatever yeah but we typically we were like, oh, we're only going to do, like, good tequila and good bourbon. And it felt like so fun or whatever. And now we're, like, so sick of it that we want to, like, find good cocktails that we like. Yeah. Yeah. His margarita is crazy pants. That is, like. Oh, Burke. Tell us about that. I want a good margarita. I, you are warned. Um, <laughs> the show Hot Ones, we're, like, obsessed with that YouTube show where they, like, eat the hot wings. And it's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Four man's production to, like highly produced it's so cool <laughs> but um a wwe wrestler who was it steve austin Steve Austin, <laughs> randomly during his was like oh i have this amazing margarita recipe and it's it's literally just all alcohol so you're not there's right. no like you know moment of right with it so like take a couple hours to drink one <gasps> so work wait what's in it oh. hi Jacob's hi, friend. Dog. Hi. Oh, here, he just got a haircut, and they cut <sighs> his beard off. Oh, very upset. Yeah, he's super upset about it. what's in the margarita. It's three ounces of tequila, one ounce of lime juice, one ounce of triple sec, shaken, poured over uh, rocks, and with a <laughs> floater of Grand Marnier on top. Great. Oh, love that. I love a floater. Oh, good. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Like, we're like, you're done with the drink. Like, you're out. But it's so good if you like want a margarita that doesn't taste like sugary and like messy. I know. Thing. Yeah. Uh, Do you oh, like jalapenos in your margaritas? I'm a spicy person by nature, both for personality wise and cocktail. Um, so I'm always down for a jalapeno. We just started putting jalapenos in tequila and then putting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Infusing Deeping it. Oh my god, it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Michael had a great um cocktail recipe, which was oh drinking a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> that is that is right. And also yes. he called out my dog, so we gotta show that. <laughs> <laughs> um what have you been watching? Oh my god, my favorite question. Um I'm obsessed with television, always have been, always will be, and now I'm very um into like producing television so mm -hmm. there is nothing i won't watch but it has to like get me in the first 10 minutes ozark is maybe one of the greatest things i've ever seen okay and robin herter was on when i was running the session who's uh -huh. a friend and she was like it's like a poor man's breaking bad i'm like mm -mm. 
Mm-mm. No one. <laughs> you're like you're like biting your tongue, like sucking your drink. You're like oh, oh. mad. I was so mad. It feels like a personal attack. Um, <laughs> I'm so obsessed with Ozark. I watch Little Fires everywhere. That so was good. Incredible. I'm so obsessed with Reese Witherspoon's production company. Um, yeah. and Washington's production company. So that mm-hmm. is a dynamic duo. Uh, we just started The Sopranos. Oh I'm wow! Nice. But now we're watching it. It is like if you want to see. It is so well written and yeah. it's so interesting. Um, so that is a really cool one to watch too. Those Sopranos been- is like classic TV. It's like original classic. HBO, right? Like was it HBO? Is, yes, it was like that in Six Feet Under. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's like interesting. I'm in a screenwriting class and the writer was like, or the teacher who is a writer was like, you know what's interesting? Not just having a mobster, but having a mobster who has panic attacks. And he was like, there's the Sopranos. And it's like, I didn't realize that that would like, but it is, it makes it like so dimensional. Um, And I also love trash TV. So Vanderpump Rules. Oh my God, the best. um, All of them. Oh my God. Here to talk about it. We we have been nonstop watching The Housewives and Vanderpump. What is I, Vanderpump? I don't know Vanderpump what that is. Rules. Okay, so Vanderpump oh, Rules. Is, TV shows well it's about Lisa <laughs> Vanderpump, who was a former housewife of Beverly Hills. Okay. She owns many restaurants in Los Angeles, and it's about the staff of her restaurants. <gasps> oh. And basically, like, I just started it from the beginning because I was watching, like, such heavy stuff. And finally, I was like, I need something mindless while I'm working to, like, have in the background that will, like, make me giggle. So I started it from the beginning. It's like watching them over the course of 10 years. So you're watching these like kind of terrible people like work through how they're terrible and now they're like functioning. Kind of. Kind of. Depends. They go through stages. You know, it's like I I started late and I used to not like the show. My boy, Michael, my boyfriend, he loves the Housewives Vanderpump. He loves everything Bravo. And so like I've gotten on board with some things, some things I'm not interested in. But Vanderpump, I'm like, oh my God, I stand. Like I'm obsessed. Okay. Must watch. And yeah, you also, have to. And they were also watching the you know the new the new seasons of Beverly Hills and New York. The new season of New York. Woof, man. Thoughts on Leah? I'm I, a, I'm obsessed with Leah more than we need her now. <laughs> I'm okay. obsessed with Leah. I've never watched Housewives or of anything. So which one should I start with? New York. Third. Okay. Third season. <laughs> which which season? Or just like start from the beginning. I mean, I think everything. If you have the time and you're willing to, like, you could always get up and walk away, cook some dinner, come back to it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jersey. I think Jersey and New York are fun places to start. I'm uh, Beverly Hills. Just to see Lisa Lisa Vanderpump, I think is like, uh, I don't know. People have their issues. I don't know her personally, but love her. Uh, and what's so mm-hmm. interesting is like we're so. We're watching a late, like we're watching last season of Beverly Hills right now as well, like kind of as like supplements to supplement Vanderpump and the current season. And I'm like, why does everyone hate Lisa Vanderpump? Like, I'm obsessed with her. I feel the same way. I'm Team Lisa (laughs) in every situation. But anyway, Beverly Hills. I think I think New York is the best franchise. Okay, I think I've never had. Anyone, I think once Bethany was gone, it was like, what? It, what's the point? Oh my God, but this season is so good. Well, yes, but it's only good because Leah joined and everyone is like, I've never seen grown women 
gets so wasted on television. It is so <laughs> crazy. Like, it's amazing. Like, I'm obsessively, first of all, she is very much taking the kind of Bethany slot, like dry, great yeah. singers. Like, she's but hilarious. Everyone, all the girls kind of like are interested in her. Like, she just has that it factor. Totally. Um, and, but I'm obsessed with her. She got blackout wasted this week. She calls herself host and Leah, and I love it. And she will post on Instagram before before she basically the episodes are revealed. And it's so like the way that she talks about herself. I just love that she doesn't take herself too seriously. No. What is it? <laughs> my my favorite quote of hers this week was like was like, I mean, from hanging out with these women, I thought that like having 10 martinis and going crazy was just like what we did. <laughs> like, is that not our thing? <laughs> Ramona on Instagram, like Ramona's acting like she's holier than thou. She's like the woman who defecated herself, like on a bed. And Sonia, who is like constantly a mess every episode, like almost feel like I know Sonia and I don't. But there's like something when every time I'm just like, and how often? Shout out BPN. How much do you die when you see Ben? Ben, Yeah. So Ben Rimmelauer is Countess Luann's um, music director. And so he's constantly on the show. And like, he got a shout out in, they used one of his like one liners in the preview for next week. Like he's like a character. It is crazy. He's been on okay. episodes so far this season. It, I was just, I just, that's a camera. I was like, I just love seeing you on the housewife. <laughs> big, big fan. Big, yeah. big fan. Housewives all day, but I know you have other things you'd like to discuss. Oh my God, it's so good. Wait, Caleb, what have you been watching? Mm. Um, so I don't, so this is, I don't know the name of it, and I've only watched like two episodes, but I'm obsessed. Is this flower designing show in Great Britain? Wow. Okay. It's on Netflix, and it's just like a whole bunch of random teams, and they have to build like big structures. Awesome. with flower design so it's it's kind of interesting and that's and because cole started it so i didn't catch the name of it and we watched like two back to back and it's that's all that i have this week on what i'm watching flowers no. i love that yeah weren't you guys also the people who are watching making the cut on amazon prime oh yeah yes loved I'm it project runway fam i'm having a tough time with making the cut i really want to get into it really I, I okay would, there's there's something about the sequence that like isn't flowing for me like i can't figure out I don't know. It's like something is just like just shy of landing for me. I felt that way about the Netflix show with um making the cuts or the next in fashion. I yeah, I no. I loved Um, both. I loved both. Yeah. Making the cut for me, I like it. We're actually re-watching an old season of Project Runway that I've never seen. We have one episode left. It's Mondo season, and I'm like obsessed. It's such we started it and we were like this season is terrible. We cannot get through it. Like the first two episodes were so bad. And then it like has turned out to be like maybe the best season ever. Like it's so, there's so much like drama and like good character, like characters that you like, it's such great characters. Like you hate people. You like, there's underdogs. There's like front run. And it's real. It's really good season. The thing about making the cut is everyone already is established. So yeah. they aren't there for drama. They're like, we want the, is it a million dollars? Like they want the million dollars to win. So everyone's, the quality is higher. So it's less trash. Yeah. The broad who does the, um the uh, like athletic. G1. 
Uh, yes. Yes. Oh my God. So obsessed. And she's obsessed like, with her. Mm-hmm. For all these famous female pop artists and male, but I also like the new, the new Project Runway with Christian Siriano as the mentor. I mean, come on. It's we watched. Story. We watched this season. It was yeah. good. Oh, I loved it. I just. Yeah. I just wanted to know. Yeah, I know. We love it. We love it. But I will say, like, after watching Making the Cut and, like, watching Project Runway, I'm like, I really do appreciate that Making the Cut is actually a design competition. Yes, and it's uh-huh. not like, yeah. I can't get this hem done. You know what I mean? No, like, the hem done. <laughs> like, I like, I like giving them, like, the, the, the space to, like, do well. Yes. It's not like, I, like, it annoys me every time when they're like, he needs to go because his, like, his like sewing skills are not up to par. I'm like, that's not the competition. Yeah. It's not, sure. I it's not like, to find America's next best seamstress. Yeah. I think what I don't like though, is that obviously making the cut is like much more realistic of like what it's like to be a designer, mm-hmm. but send their stuff off to the seamstress as like part of their process, which is how of course that goes. But there's something about watching on project runway, them like, you know, sewing up yeah. yeah. Yes. There's yeah. something like, oh, I want to see every part of the process, and I miss the process. Yeah, it definitely makes for better drama. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I like the new seasons of Project Runway because I don't feel like there's a ton of drama. I liked. I liked this season. I liked this new. The, I liked this new Project Runway with um, Carly, uh, not Carly Kushner, but Carly Kushner. Um, like, a designer on stage said something about. Oh my god, that was wild! Brother-in-law being Jared Kushner, I was. She dead. was like, she was like, we're not going to go there. Like, um, it, that was wild. Um, crazy. But I like it. I like you know. I like Project Runway. I, I there's some Heidi and Tim are so magic though. It's like they're like soulmates. They just have their dynamic is so special. Sometimes, sometimes I think it's awkward, or is it just supposed to be awkward? I don't know. Like, I'm not obsessed with them as much as you are. Interesting peeps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fun people to hang out with, but like, to go yeah. shopping with Heidi would be super fun. I was devastated when Heidi Klum broke up. Devastated. Oh, yeah. Ugh, Heidi Klum. We. We were watching. We're also rewatching Sex in the City, and we were watching the episode where like Carrie walks in the fashion show, and she like <laughs> is like, "I'm not a model." Um, hot take on Sex in the City. I can't stand Carrie. I hate her. <laughs> I actually have never seen the series all the way through. Oh, she's by far my least favorite of the girls. Um, I love. Oh, Miranda. That's. I feel like I am Miranda, <laughs> and. I'm a hybrid Miranda Samantha. I'm always Miranda in every friend group that like decide I end up being Miranda. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. Who am I? I don't know which one I am. You got Caleb, you're Charlotte. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love Charlotte. She's the slutty one, right? No. no. uh, Charlotte's the wife, the the brunette. Yeah. Oh, damn it. (laughs) I love Charlotte. Charlotte's okay. underrated, I think. I I love I her. Love her as well. Oh my god, you guys are! So, I love all our podcasters' comments. Yeah, put, throw that up there. Broadway's oh. in VPN in, into house. You're too good to me. You're so sweet. Who is really? I don't know how you do it all, Brittany. Like, can we get into that? Like, all the facets and hats that you wear, like Jingle all trades. Yes. Um, Let's, yeah, jump into it. No. 
Um, thanks for saying that. I think everyone, I think everyone does the same extent of work in different capacities in their life and career. I think right now, um, I'm surprised in a pleasant way of like how, um, how much I've been able to contribute to the network and what it grew into. Um, the short version of it is basically I knew kind of end of last year that I didn't really want to perform anymore. Um, and I had finished out my summer gigs, which all things considered should have been like the biggest dreams come true of like the cast and the shows and the things. And mm. um, 21 year old Brittany would have been like salivating at the mouth. And it was an incredible experience, but it didn't kind of fill the empty hole in my heart of like purpose and whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's crazy how like I had started my podcast in April of last year, just as this like wanting, having something to say and wanting to hear women talk about their stories. And I didn't even start just having women because I was too scared to like, you know, keep it in this like small niche group. And people yeah. basically tell you that like, oh, well, you made your market really small. I was like, interesting. Your market's very small. It's like half the population. Like what? Like, oh, thank you. Yes, it's making the market smaller by just having women. I'm like, that's a interesting point. And no women were telling me that, just so we're abundantly clear. Um, just pointing it out. Uh, so I think people could have gathered that. <laughs> I wouldn't feed this to you, but you know, just to make it clear. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started my podcast. I went away for the summer. And when I got back, I was like looking at BPN, I was like, this kind of feels like a crazy, it happened in September, probably around, you know, all of us at the same time of like the fall of last year. Mm -hmm. And as I started getting further into it, and I started to know Dory Berenstein, who is our CEO of the company, an extraordinary woman, female powerhouse, Broadway producer, all the things. I was like, I'd be crazy not to ask this woman if there's any chance of me learning from her in some capacity. Um, so it's crazy how it all, it did not go in the way I think that like we originally sat down for it to be because we didn't mm -hmm. know what it was going to be. And obviously didn't know that a pandemic was in the works. Um, <laughs> so last, it's crazy how it all like totally changed. So now it's just been like refining what the job is and, um, learning a lot. And what I really love is getting to collaborate with the other podcasts. And, um, I prefer and what I don't love about my podcast is being on my own. I don't love just hosting it by myself and I don't love um, being like the one woman show of it. So getting to like talk to other people about like making their podcast better and like building it and that stuff. I'm like, oh, that collaboration is like really, really awesome. So yeah, it's been a crazy freaking progression of it that I would have a year and a half ago, if you would have told me this, I wouldn't have believed you, but well, it's just like jumping in the deep end and kind of figuring things out. I mean, that's that's one of the ways to make things happen in your life is yeah. just kind of like go for it. So try it. I think the really, I from my perspective, the most difficult part about being a performer in general is that you feel like it's like this ticking clock of mm -hmm. like, well, you only have so much time to do it. Yeah. And then you're never like quite sure how close you are to it anyway, if the goal is Broadway and it doesn't right. be. Um, but if it is, like you're always kind of telling yourself you're really close to it, whether it's like a new show or your first show or anything. So you can like keep going down that road over and over again. And all of a sudden three years of your life has passed and you're like, was it worth it? Um, right. Maybe it was. And if it is, if like 
the experience of getting those opportunities, no matter how short or long they are, if that's worth it, then great. But I wonder how many people would still be performing if they finally, if they took a step away and said, oh, I'm curious about something else, knowing that performing is always going to be there. Right. My ego at the time was like, am I really, this is like the thing I always said, like, I would die before I would give up on the Broadway dream. Is it really to walk away from? And then I was like, who, what an odd thing, but it's because we give so much to the industry and we always, yeah, we're so close all the time. Yes. And it's impossible to like actually measure where you are. And I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of pressure, especially when we're, when we're growing up on um, like how, like, how difficult it is to make a career and though and we still like try to pursue it's like so hard to like turn those voices off you know that are saying like backup plan or that like if you don't if you don't if things don't go exactly as you envision that that you failed mm-hmm. it's just a hard thing that that's like programmed into us. I think also we're introduced to theater and the stage from the beginning. Like that's how, what we see. And we aren't educated in the beginning about producers and stage managers and everything else in the background. So we don't even know all of these amazing opportunities that are behind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very, it's something so interesting too, of like, you don't totally know all the different careers that exist within yeah. the field. Yeah. When you see the thing on stage, you see just the people who are in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talent that is like sort of insinuative that maybe you can do it. You know, you're thinking of the people that you see in front of you. Right. It's such, I mean, it's such a crazy life and it's such a crazy industry and it's so beautiful and it's so wonderful and it's so essential to the world in so many ways. Um, if I was like to ever if I could have told myself something at 18, it probably would have been like, you can absolutely pursue that, but you can also really benefit. Like I would tell every kid in the world to get a double major. If the pandemic taught anybody anything, it's not that it's one or the other. It's just literally, this is such a specialized field that you owe it to yourself to not have a backup plan, but to know that you're capable of loving and doing something else. And that's a really hard thing because we think it has to be like, I always get really offended when people say, when they ask like successful people, what advice do you have to like people who are trying to be in the industry? And they're like, just work hard. Like what an awful piece of advice. Everybody's working hard. Right. It's not a matter of working hard. It's the right show being written, knowing the right person, all these different things. And once that clicked into my brain of like, oh, you can keep working hard, but do you want to, or do you want to put that hard work into something else? It's like, it just all of a sudden, if you get, if you take off the rose colored glasses of the industry, do you still want to be in the capacity that you're in? Great. If you do, you have more clarity than ever. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to during this time who are like, I may try to go get my master's in something, or I may try to go do this because all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, if the industry is like paused for a second, yeah. you feel like your whole identity is in one thing, but it's every yeah. job at the same time. I mean, whether you're in business or something else, if your industry closes, then what are you going to do? You're, you know, right. it's still tricky. But it's been, I think, empowering um, in a lot of ways to allow myself to say that my dream has changed. And it isn't from a lack of wanting it for a long time, for 10 years of my life plus, you know. But yeah, so that's been a, a really, really cool transition that's taken 
a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time and work. Yes. 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 You Brittany works. We see her. Okay. You I all don't see all the, the behind the scenes Broadway Podcast Network stuff, but, you know, we're constantly, you know, I say we're constantly, we, Caleb and I go to a, you know, meeting once a week, you know, we like go to a happy hour here and there. And we have a cocktail head every time. <laughs> but there is a big team of people making all this stuff happen. So we are very grateful. And, you know, we, we've loved you from the start. So we're happy that, that we get to like email you and. <laughs> so appreciative. Um, just to praise you a little bit more, like I remember the first happy hour we met you back in the fall, you bring out this light and people are like are attracted to you. So like if you haven't met Brittany, you really like, so like nice. you need to meet her because like you attract people to you because of your light and your positivity and your productiveness. It's just that's what when we saw you at the HEPA, we're like, we want to talk to her. So that's you were one of the first people we thought of. Thank you so much for saying that. That's so kind. And that really, that means so much to me. Um, I think, I don't know if I like wake up every day going, I'm not this person who like is focused on positivity. There's so many people in the world who are like, I'm just a really positive, a positive person. person. Yeah. 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 So great. And so awesome. And I'm not that. And I feel like sometimes, um, when I think of people who are what you just described, I would think of those people. So to know that I still can like give off that energy and, you know, be who I am. I mean, it's that's a genuine so balance. Like I can see, like, I'd rather come and talk to you because I can talk about the hard times and the good times oh, and yeah. we can still be productive with it. That's what I love about it. Like, hey. we're not just like. Yeah, I think those like people, especially you know, in this industry to find the people that like you can talk about the tricky stuff and like the questions and pose challenges and all those things. I mean, I feel equally as appreciative. So I'm glad you guys came up to me at the bar. <laughs> I think we were honestly setting up the bar. <laughs> because, you know, Caleb and I get to a party and the alcohol isn't out. We're like, what can we do? How can we help? Um, we're going to point again down at the screen, guys. So important that we are donating to these amazing causes that are helping yes. us during this crazy time. And while yes. that is scrolling, Brittany, you know you know the drill. You know how we, quote unquote, start every interview. I mean, 40 wow. minutes in. Um, I don't remember. So we start by asking our guests what first got them interested in the arts when they were a young person. So my mom, I think my mom's watching, so she probably can tell a different version of the story. Um, my first memory of being obsessed, I don't have a great long-term memory, so this is why I preface it. Um, <laughs> Jake's laughing. <laughs> um, I just remember being a very young girl who was very bossy and <laughs> wanted to like build a production, and I was obsessed with cats. Like I can't even tell you. And I used to miss basically like every Monday at school, Monday blues, anxiety, whatever it was. I just didn't oh want to go to school on a Monday and I have a very nurturing mother who allowed me to not go to school. And <laughs> I basically would lay in bed and I would watch the Cats movie. And I remember I would have like my cousin would come into town or my best childhood friend would come over and it was like I was choreographing Cats on them and I was the lead of everything. It was like your background and I'm like forefront. Of it, <laughs> cats and you're one, you know. Uh, 
and I was like charging people to come to my little show. I just remember asking for like a quarter or something. And then I have a very clear memory of doing the whiz. Not okay. <laughs> So okay, I had no, I truly at, which is part, you know, of what we hope to change about the way that we teach right. here, we educate students about yes. the world be telling certain stories. I truly thought the Wiz was just the Wizard of Oz. Right. Like growing up, I was a lollipop girl. I was like in no bad news. And I was like a hurricane something. And I just remember being so obsessed with the older girls that I was watching. And I was like, I, I mean, it was like done and done. And I definitely stopped dancing for a long time because dance is just like a really insane industry. Yeah. And I think dancers are getting better about talking about it, but you just like, depending on where you're from, the accessibility of like not ballet and modern is really tricky. So yeah, yes. Uh -huh. Oh my God, I just felt like so, I guess useless I, because I wasn't a ballet dancer and I wasn't built like that. So then it was like musical theater all the way. Then it yeah. was like a, the full switch of like, oh, cabaret. Like, you don't have to have good turnout for that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, ooh, right there. And like, to feel as a woman, as a young woman, to like find these shows that like kind of empowered this like, you know, you're so like awkward. You're like growing into your body and the shows demand that you like, that you know your body and all these things. Yeah. Um, you don't have to hide your yawn. I see you. No, I, di I didn't hide it. I saw the, the classic. That's just me always. I'm constantly yawning. I was like, just let it out. I just have a really like raised soft palate. <laughs> if we weren't on camera, I would like fully like. But, but I also, they're also contagious. They are. They even, are. Through, even through Zoom. So I'm trying to take care of you all. I greatly appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's basically, I think I also am very stubborn. And like, once I decided that I was going to pursue theater, I think it was at all costs. And I think I was sure. um, later to the game when it came to like, I sang as a kid. I was in an improv troupe. I did plays and like dance, but it was never really all together. Right. So once it became something that like was a challenge and that other people were so much better at than me, it just gave me more will to want to like do it, which is probably a good and a bad thing. Like maybe I could have just, I think everyone knew maybe the business side of the industry was much more for me even at an earlier age. I think they still knew I could find success as a performer, mm -hmm. um, but that I would maybe be happier and I would be even more successful on the business side because I was so mm -hmm. fascinated um, with the creation of everything. I wanted to know every artistic director. I wanted to have meetings. I wanted to like know how they were doing what they were doing. And my dad is that way too. So I have the balance of, you know, this businessman who's like, has taught me so much about um, perseverance and like will and like chasing things. And then like my mom is so creative and like nurturing all these things. So the combination, like it makes sense that it was art, but maybe more biz side. Well, so wait, when did you, when did you start like having that interest in artistic directors and like seeking that out? Was it young? I think it was always young and I don't know if it was necessarily, I don't know if I've been, been able to like pinpoint it until now. Right. I always was very close to the owners of the studio or like Interesting. those things where I think it was the obsession with these, like, and they were all mostly women. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So cool to see these people owning these studios. And I think I liked the power. I think there was something about seeing these people 
telling everyone their vision. Mm-hmm. And I said something last summer, I did a chorus line at Kate Playhouse and it was crazy because a tornado hit the Cape for the first time in like 60 years or something. Oh, wow. wow. So we had a techless tech. We couldn't, we had no power, um, which is literally my like, I mean, I'm obsessed. Like give me like a crisis and I'm like, oh my God, what do we have to do? Like we can save the day. And I remember my friend who played Paul and I was like, oh my God, were you just watching Joyce Chittick uh, directed it? We're just watching her run around the theater and like tell the audio because obviously lighting and audio for Chorus Line is like more important probably than any show. And it's Mm -hmm. difficult to nail down in a short process. I was like, were you just watching her run around the whole theater, like try to fix everything? And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. He's like, I'm thinking about obviously his very difficult role. And <laughs> you're like, oh. No. And I'm like, oh. And so then I kind of thought maybe it was choreography or maybe it was directing or something like that. But that even kind of felt force fit. I was like, oh, maybe it's not so much like, I think, Obviously, a lot of the artistic directors growing up were also the directors, and they're playing a lot of different roles because they're small businesses and, you know, all different things. But as I started to get, like, sift through all the different roles that existed within that, I think it's it takes a little bit of time to be like, oh, what's my skill set beyond, like, the singing, dancing, acting on stage? And how does that, like, translate into a business? Right. Um, So once I started kind of talking to different people in all those different roles, that was kind of helpful, but I do think it was like an obsession with people in power um, that could like decide the shows, could like guide people, mm-hmm. dance captain. I always wanted to do those things because I like the collaboration. As like an ensemble gal, it feels very not collaborative from my experiences. Yes. Like, like have these conversations about like the risks of shows, the, yeah. um, you have to save money in this capacity. How are you going to do it? Right. Also like getting to talk with your peers and to talk to like tech people and to talk all these people from all different backgrounds like that. All of a sudden I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I find interesting. I'm, I'm, it's so funny you mentioned that I'm the exact same way of like in tech, if I'm not on stage, like I'm not hanging out in the dressing room. I am sitting in the house watching Mm -hmm. the director like sitting sitting just observing every little and you see so many people talk and you learn so much about how to talk to people and what kind of uh approaches get the best result and Mm -hmm. it's just so so fascinating to me to watch all that stuff um and so you're you're not alone in that. Like yeah. I think it's so fun. And I I didn't even think about it until I we were techie Beetlejuice. And I was like just sitting watching, and I was like, yeah. I was like, oh wow! I always sit out here. I'm like I like yeah. What is that? Like I'm just yeah. like thinking about like why am I why am I always sitting out in the house? I love but, though, and I do think there was some sort of realization, which is like kind of what you don't obviously. You guys know, but when you're like first starting out in the business, you probably have never done eight shows a week, whether it's regionally, tour, Broadway, whatever it is. That life isn't really for everybody. No. And, it's, and it's not. Um, it's it's barely for the people it's for. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be like 
uh, a luxury and it's not. Most people don't enjoy it and it's really hard, but you do it because obviously it's one of the, I mean, there's a sacrifice to every job in the world. Right, right. Mm -hmm. um, there are good, there are pros and there are good parts and bad parts of it. Totally. And I think there was this like realization, oh, I love tech. And I don't know if I necessarily at this point in time, I think Broadway producing is something I'm very interested in. And in the long run, I think being very selective about the things that I find to be, um, I don't know, that are of interest for me to mm -hmm. put that money into and not know if it's ever going to come back will happen. But I think for me, it's much more like, Oh, TV, film, all the different capacities of producing yeah. the building, the developmental part. Now I have the clarity of like, oh, that was much more of what I loved as opposed to the sustaining. Sure. The age yeah. of the week. That's mm -hmm. a yeah. skill set and it's extraordinary. Yeah. And that's why there's all these different roles to yeah. play around. My son is coming out over here. <gasps> oh my God. Hey, son. Uh, son, yeah. come on. Really nice golden, like. What? I have like <laughs> I have like basement ring light lighting. <laughs> I have green. Long <laughs> face. Yeah, um, no, I completely agree. Like I I learn more and more that like there's there's like you know the those jokes about like you know the Ripley Greer like sweat sweatshirts and like like new forty two studios like sells merchandise and I'm like lol, oh. but they they all say like rehearsal is the best part and I'm kind of like it kind of is. It is fun. I like rehearsal from the creative's perspective. From the dance yeah. perspective, rehearsal I think is a nightmare. Uh, um, yeah, I mean it's the great. it's also the most difficult part. Yeah, you're just like, what did I do 30 seconds ago? And then it's like trying to constant breakdowns. To like forget about it. We're learning something new. <laughs> like whatever um, you did yesterday that you just spent 12 hours overnight, which I love. I yeah. love, and they have every right to do that. But yes. I'm like constantly like crying on lunch break. How did I like having going from having like the best more I'll come in and have the best morning and then one thing will happen and I'll be like, I'm quitting. And then <laughs> I'll have like stickies chicken fingers to like stickies make myself better, feel better, and then I'll go back and it'll be fine. But like I love the ups and downs. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my that's my autobiography right there. That's what we, I love. Love. <laughs> we love. We love a, We love a strong female lead. We do. Oh, Don't we, Caleb? We do. Are we yeah. leading right into it? I think so. Let's do it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I'm so excited for this game. It is called Broadway Battle. And I thought because we have... You from a Broadway, we oh, had to do strong female leads. So um, this is 
Broadway battle COVID edition. So can you um, oh. throw up that bracket? Yeah, that first bracket. I would love so, so, to. Go on, go Ellen. ahead. Okay. Um, so this is a breakdown of, we have all these musical theater characters and we're gonna break down which one we think would thrive most in COVID quarantine. Does that make sense? I understand the rules. (laughs) Um, And so we incorporate um, song, location, character choice, and all those things. We're not looking at the actress. We're just looking at the character. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's look at our faces while we discuss round one. Okay. So round Now, Brittany and I have told Caleb our (laughs) choices, but... Like one around last night. In the right, I was Brittany sent hers and I was like, shit. <laughs> I was so, that it was so late. I was like, oh my God, yesterday just like I long. So happy Elliot was awake. I know. Yeah, I'm always awake. I was asleep. We had uh, we so we have our choices, but the final decision is Caleb's to make. Um, and I know we could talk about this for hours because I had people giving me theses on people. Love. Oh we God. loved the engagement on social media. We loved it. Um, but we're gonna go. We're gonna go quick. Anything, Brittany? What? No. Okay. We'll oh, go I'm on. Pulling up the photo for myself. I want to yes. remember. I know. I, I have mine too. I have mine too. Okay. So Eliza versus Millie. Eliza Hamilton versus Millie Delmont. Um, Eliza, she is good at writing letters. <laughs> She's isolated from her husband a lot of the time. Um, Millie survived the Spanish flu of 1918. Um, she is living in New York. She's a go-getter. She's out in town a lot, though. Um, my thoughts, I would move Millie forward. I move Millie forward as well. Who did I even say? You said Eliza, I think. Oh, and I said it was very difficult for me because Sutton Foster is the reason I ever thought I would do musical theater or could do it. I was like, ooh, obsessed. Um, So not picking her was very difficult, however. But it's Millie, not Sutton. Exactly, you told me I can't, you know, so I still stand by Eliza, but fine, I don't get the final vote, so it doesn't matter. I said Millie just because like, she's a pioneer woman, pal. Yes. All right. You're right. Okay, speaking of pioneers, we have Annie Oakley versus um, Daisy and Violet. Um, Both of them are in traveling shows. Um, around the country. Um, I think Annie lives off the land. She has, um, her father has a lot of alcohol, maybe moonshine. So it's like alcohol that can kind of kill the virus. Um, I think Daisy and Violet, I think would drive themselves a little bit crazy, even though they're used to being in isolation. Totally. I agree. So that's why I'm moving Annie forward. Yes. I agree. I right. think quarantine, quarant, quarantine, 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 <laughs> quarantine is a time where like, love, you you want to have the solo option, you mm-hmm. know. You want to have the t- the ability to like, you know, put your headphones in and do your workout, or you know, have that alone time. Sorry, yes. I'm looking at who I picked. I can't believe I picked Daisy and Violet. You did? I'm gonna just blame that on exhaustion. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but like two against one. Yeah, it you could know? be yeah, better. Sure, that's fair. Um, moving onward, Francesca versus Lori. Francesca is from Italy, so she's she feels Italy was one of the first hits countries mm-hmm. with the high rates. Oh. But she also lets a random stranger into her house and mm-hmm. has sexual relations with him. Like that is like COVID no no. 
Yeah. What I count okay, counterpoint. Okay, please. She's really unhappy with her life until she's isolated from her family. And then she suddenly blossoms. So I am obsessed. Not that we're talking about shows and actual people. However, I will. I am so obsessed with Bridges of Madison County. It's so I, good. We all are, yes. It was truly that show not having like lucrative success is made me not believe in theater. I was like, this is ridiculous because this show is so extraordinary. Yes. I tried to second act the last show and there oh. weren't any there weren't any seats for me to um sneak into. Boo. <laughs> I, do, um, I do love Francesca, but I'm obsessed with Francesca too, but just because of that one moment of letting strangers into your home, it has to go to Lori. I'm afraid so. Yes. Yes. I, I, th- I think Lori <laughs> might I thought Lori might go a little a little uh, a little like rogue with the smelling salts. Oh, maybe. You know what though? She gets we all get a vice while in quarantine. She gets smelling salts. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. I guess she so. wants them, she can have them. She's just so indecisive though. I feel she like is. I would she wouldn't be like like she would like try to plan for the day and she would like spiral. And Francesca is a great cook. Yeah. She could cook for us. Farm. Farm. I'm sure Lori can cook too. Long <laughs> story short, I'm sticking with my guns with Lori. Lori is moving onward. Fine, fine. Next is to um, Anita and Mrs. Lovett. I know I, I know, but I will say, okay, Anita is in New York. I'm sure she's a strong New Yorker woman. She lives, she works at a, a dress shop. So, you know, she's making fierce masks. Mm-hmm. I don't um, trust Bernardo. And I know she loves to sleep with Bernardo. So I don't trust him yeah, because he he's out in the streets. He's totally out and about. He's out and about. Yeah. Mrs. Lovett. She is. Oh, she is a businesswoman. She yeah. has her patio garden. So the she's patio. Got a, the patio garden is it. Huge. She said, yeah. don't you love the garden? Because oh. everyone is six feet away from each other and yeah. I'm still feeding them. Huge. And she's not offering food, but she's also offering haircuts to people. Yeah. Upstairs. She's going she's gonna to really survive once phase two hits. She's going to yes. really, really be ready to go. Guys, this is so good. I'm so um, Caleb. I'm I moving chose Mrs. Lovett. I chose Mrs. Lovett too. I did as well. Yeah. We're moving her forward because I'm going to have to defend her later. So we're keeping oh. her on. All right. Um, next word, we have Dolly Levi and Elle Woods. I'm saying Elle Woods. Elle she's she's going to make laws. Oh, she's going to make, she's going to make masks. Dolly has her hand in everything. So, you know, she's not, I don't know if she's washing her hands after having it in it. So uh-huh. nice. Elle Woods moving That's on. Really good. I chose I I chose Elle first of all because Elle is my dream role and yes. one of my icons. Um, she, like you said, she's socially conscious. Yes. She's going to be fighting for justice. She's going to be working to find a cure. She's really going to go there, and she's um she's a positive person, and we need that. We need yeah. those people to lead us through. Dolly, she like she like stay, couldn't stay away from a restaurant. Yes. <laughs> you know? She's not going to do well. No. Um, Billy Holiday versus Celie. Billy, she's drinking a lot of alcohol, so she's keeping her, like, she's keeping the virus away. But Celie is just, like, strongest woman ever alive. Fighter. She, any competition, which I stand by. Yeah, Celie. The lung capacity versus songs. <laughs> like, she's going to last COVID. Celie is here. Yes. Seely is here. We stand yeah. with Seely. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, the witch versus Elphaba. People were fighting me about pairing them together so quickly, but we have to decide which witch is better. Yeah. I'm going with Elphaba. She's known for isolation. She can fly. She has magic. And so I know she doesn't have a garden, but she's she doesn't depend on other people to get her items. Yeah. I went with the witch. Um, I like I like her like uh, no nonsense kind of thing. Like she would be the person that would be like, y'all are not wearing masks. What is going on? You know what sure. I mean? And uh, like we are in act two of Into the Woods right now. So I just feel <laughs> like the witch would the witch would survive. Oh, genius, guys. Just genius. Who I did you choose? I think I picked Alphaba. Yeah. So. I, think I really, I have a tough time like separating the like nostalgia part of it. So this I, is hard. I it's think, hard. I think I picked, I stand by a lot of my picks. However, mm. I think you put photos up and I'm going to go with what the heart says. Yeah. It's not always right, but yes. I just pick out them. It's, it's the, we got to follow the heart. Okay. Uh, yeah. Last one in top eight. It's Mama Rose versus Rose Alvarez. This was one of the easiest for me. Yeah, this me was hard for me. Why? Because Rose left in New York to go to Sweet Apple, Ohio. She's protecting herself and she stands up for herself. <laughs> but like, but, but, she has a whole, she's, her entire thing is that she wants her husband to be a teacher. Like she just can't get over it. It's like, she wouldn't be able to move past things. I'm you afraid know, there's a war. Birdie just came back from serving. Like, let him live. Let him do his little contest. Ugh. Okay, I understand that. But so I understand Mama Rose was stronger anyway. She, I think she would fight for her child. She supports yeah. Chinese restaurants, Chinese food. She loves Chinese food. Um, she would get people in the seats. She oh, would figure out how to get people into the theater would. safely. She would. She would be like, Jujansen, everyone's going to hire her to <laughs> figure out what's happening next. That is so funny. That Have is another so egg roll, Mr. Goldstone. Oh my, like. That is brilliant, Kayla. <laughs> so flash our top eight, please. Yeah. Yeah. We have our top eight. Yeah, that, was a, that was a tough first round. It okay. was. So Millie, Annie Oakley, Francesca Johnson, Mrs. No, Lovett. we have Lori Williams. Oh, sorry. Lori Williams, Mrs. Lovett, Elle Wood, Seeley, Alphaba, Mama Rose. Bum, bum. Okay. So Moving on. Um, I think Millie just doesn't have skills compared to Annie. Annie has like, she grows her garden. She fight, She has a gun so she can kill animals and kill crazy people yeah. if it comes down to that. If you had to. If you had to. I don't support that, but. Desperate times. Yeah, Desperate I'm anti-gun. So I went with Millie. Um, also, she, you know, she in hard, like hard times, or like good time, you know what I mean? Like she was ready for a green glass love, honey. She was gonna go there and it turned out to be emeralds. All right, okay. I sure. I would not, I love Millie. I would not want to be quarantined with her. She's so hopeful. I need you to She's be a lot. little bit on it. I need you to be honest and like look at the problems ahead of you and be like, no, and let's figure it out. Yeah, she'd be empty. Yeah, yes. she'd be making a lot of content. Yes. You know? <laughs> So that's why we're moving Annie forward. She did TikTok stop. Uh, <laughs> um, I think Mrs. Lovett, I mean, Lori doesn't stand a chance against Mrs. Lovett because we decided Lori can't make up her mind. 
Lori, Lori barely beat Francesca in my barely. Mind. So uh, Mrs. Know, Lovett. Mrs. Lovett is the clear choice here. All right. I, She's a bad bitch. Mrs. Yes, <laughs> she is. Um, Alphabub versus Mama Rose. She has magic, so obviously Alphabub beats Mama Rose. Yeah. Also, I would not want to be quarantined with Mama Rose. Yes, no. Alphabub, we could have some chats. Yes. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember who I chose. And looking at my text. Right going back. I chose Rose, but Rose was against the witch for me. I chose Rose just because I oh, I God. trust that she's going to make things happen. You know, she's going to get to the grocery store. Yes. You know, she's going to make sure she's going to get her Instacart order. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hell or high water. I'm going to get it or die trying. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and she's going to die she because she's not going to eight bucks. Oh, so man. I move Elphaba forward. Um, Elbert's, she is Herbie. An old man with gall with gallbladders, like he no, has he's always providing. He's sick. He leaves her. He's gonna leave her. Not if not not if she has her way. She's gonna lock him in the house. She did have a way, and he lost. She lost her anyway. Okay. We um, can talk about this for an hour. Exactly. Um, this was hard. Seely versus Elwood's both very strong women. That's why I loved both of those characters. I just think Seely. Seely, they both have fashion. I just, Seely lives into an old age and she's a strong woman throughout her whole life. That's why I stuck with Seely. Oh, wait, though. I chose Elwood's to no, to no one's surprise. Oh, I was looking at yours, Elliot. No, no, no. We agreed, Caleb. Yeah. He did not agree, Elliot. I chose Elwood's. Yeah. Here's my thing. We don't know how, how old Elwood's lives because we have that story yet to be told. You know, Legally Blonde 3 is coming. So yes. I have hope for years later. Legally Blonde 4, 5, 6, <laughs> 7. I, as I previously mentioned, love, love Reese Witherspoon. I know we're not personalizing yes. it, just putting it out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't F with Seely. I'm like, girl, you stay. Yeah. So flash our top four, Brittany. Ooh, gladly. Okay, controversial, but I'm, I'm, you know, Caleb, it's Caleb's choice. Here we are. I only have one of these people That's in my top four. Caleb's choice. Yeah, I know. It comes down to me. That's why I like the power. Remember, we like the power. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's debate these last four really quickly. All right. Yeah. Annie versus Mrs. Lovett. I don't think Annie believes in COVID. I think Annie is, <laughs> she is a Western girl who doesn't believe the virus is real. So I think she, she would accidentally catch it. That is so fair. That's really that, fair. And love it. You know, she ain't leaving her basement. No. Okay? No. She's not leaving that house. Yes. She said times is hard and I know it. And so she, uh, she sees it acknowledges it and moves forward. That's why we move Mrs. Lovett forward. Yeah, she'll just send Toby Toby out to do her stuff, you yes. know? <laughs> Poor Toby. Exactly. <laughs> he's young. He'll be fun. Yeah. Um, Alphaba versus Seely. This was super hard for me to decide. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I, I didn't do this choice. So I think in Alphaba versus Seely. Oh, yeah, you didn't. Play. I just think that, like... I know you keep bringing up magic, but I just think, I think that Seely is the stronger woman. You know, Elphaba, Elphaba took a lot of time and she kind of had a lot of like 
eh, moments. You know what I mean? Where I think Seeley, you know, had dealt with a lot more hardship. Yes. So I, I think. Okay, so you've kind of changed my mind. So uh, I think Seely, I think I think Seely should move forward then. Okay. Wow. All now, right. So I, I was going to say Elva, but now let's, it's Seely. You've changed oh my, my mind. God. You know, like making the making the cut. You know, you the let conversation you... can change everything. So does that? What does that mean? Let's. I get mean, graphic. My top two was Seely and Mrs. Lovett. However, and so Gosh. okay. Wow. 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 Um, so now, and now we have to talk about Mrs. Lovett and Seeley. Oh, um, conversation. She said, I, I'm, I'm going back to God. That's good. She could up her prices, but she's a little leery about that. Cause she wants to serve people. Um, she's a businesswoman, and I know Seeley is a businesswoman as well, but I don't know what, and she has Toby. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, what I do you think? Lovett is a sociopath. I think she'd be great. <laughs> so you, you think Mrs. Lovett? I think she's like, I am going to make everything happen for you. Like, if I was here at Mrs. Lovett, I'd be like, she will make it happen. I could just sit back. She'll, like, let – she won't pay attention to things that don't concern her, which I'm not saying is a good thing. However, in a moment of, like, crisis quarantine, Mrs. Lovett would be like, go hide in the closet. I got this. Yeah. And she would make me dinner. She would- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think uh, – personally, I think that – I think Seely should take it. You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, but I think yes. that, you know, much it, that her journey in the color purple is just like the Broadway battle bracket. You know, she <laughs> overcame so much to get to the top, you know, to make her life better. Yes. And she's just at her, at her core, a good person. And that's who I want to see survive in COVID is just someone good. Oh, pure, it's not about seeing them. Heart. It's about that they would survive. <laughs> or a silence, silence. <laughs> um, I've made my decision. <laughs> um, would you like to see it or would you like to say it? Um, let's do it at the same time. My decision, Brent, please flash it. Three, one, two, two one. one, go. <laughs> Mrs. Oh Lovett. Oh my gosh. Um, God she said anything. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And I think Mrs. Lovett's going to lead us there. And for winning, I'm going to give her a new industrial meat grinder, as well as an all paid trip for two to a cozy little treat by the sea. I love it. Yeah. Congratulations to Mrs. Lovett. It's cheers to her. Cheers. Cheers to Mrs. Lovett. Cheers to Mrs. Lovett. I provide Yes. Anything. I love this. And I hope you all do too. We loved seeing your responses on social media. So let us know if these brackets are something you're interested in and we'll keep doing them. I love seeing what Caleb's crazy mind comes up with. Good, Caleb. So So silly. There will be more. (laughs) Britt, how are we on time? I mean, what do you... Do you have somewhere to be? I do have a five thirty session, so I have okay. like minutes. great. Let's do let's do um let's do questions or game that. and then wrap it up. Yes, that's perfect. That no, no game. Oh. Sorry, no. I have I have merch madness. Let's do oh. merch madness. Let's do merch what madness. Was the bid?
I know. I'm like cracking the whip on Caleb. I'm like, do the entire bracket. And where's the game? And, and, and. He's like, give me a break. I said, what? Do March Madness. Let's do March Madness. Let's go. Let's no, go. everyone who, who listens and watches knows that we do a lot of prep work. Yes. You guys are amazing. Well. Um, I am running out of show shirts because I packed for a, a short amount of time and it's been a longer amount of time. Yeah. Um, but I will be back with all of my merch next week. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to do another mask merch madness because I, I got these. more masks. So this we're we're going, it's hot here. It's very hot in Connecticut. It's like 80 it's degrees. It's summer. And sunny. That's what I'm not looking forward to about going to New York is like the AC. Like uh, You have yours, Brent. I see it. You'd be, you're COVID ready. This one we haven't turned on. We have our bedroom one happening right now because it has like an eco thing, but I, I'm sweating. It's hot. I'm also from um, this so I can hang, but this is hot. <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going with like a, fi- like my fiery colored masks. All right. Ooh. So. We have this one. So this is an orange yeah. mask. And it has some like what? silver flecks. That's gorgeous. So it really gives a nice sheen. <laughs> it's a good fit. Um, and I love wearing this mask. Number one, I love the this the flex. It makes it look like it's almost like leather or something. Like it gives a really cool yeah. yeah. I've never seen it on camera before and like I'm mesmerized by doing this. It's sexy. It is. So this is like a good, like solid color. You know me, I love a pattern. So it's good for me to break up with some solid colors here and there, like to just give an orange accent. Like I could wear this with my share show shirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. It would just look really cute. Very fashion. <laughs> um, so I really love this mask. Love. The second mask I have is this mask, which oh. is like pixels. Yes. So I have this mask in a lot of variations because this fabric has a lot of like different sections. Um, This is like a very warm uh, version of this fabric, but it's nice and pixelated. I'm very impressed. Mm -hmm. Again, I could wear this with this shirt because it picks up the pink. (laughs) We love fair. The pink and then the orange. I love this share show shirt, by the way. I love. Have I ever done this for much? No, I think you need to. This is fun. It's a great shirt. Um, anyway, this mask is really fun. This is really my style, like very like fun, patterny, kind of funky. Um, so it's really fun. You can wear this with a lot of different shirts because you're like, oh, it picks up the one color in the shirt in this square. Um, so this is a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I had an idea of who I would choose before I started this segment. But doing this segment... This the winner has become so clear to me, oh, and it's fun. this orange mask. It's the on camera, on camera producing is so. Oh different. my god! This, on, on, this looks so amazing on camera, like with the light, the way it catches. Like I didn't know I looked like this walking down the street. Okay, oh. but the comments, people love the pixelated mask too. They might both be winners. Like we oh have my god. Adam. Oh so, well. You know what? This, and Donna I, Gale. The mama. Oh my god, my mom. Hi, mom. Uh, no, but um, I the orange one too. So I think that <laughs> my mom is like, what? I know. No. I know. It's a shocker. The good news is there are more pixelated masks where this one comes from in different okay. colors. So I think all through June, I'm going to be doing masks in Merch Madness. So Because I, I have a lot. I have a lot of different ones. And they're really fun. Maybe we'll do a bracket of the masks. Um, 
again. We love our Got them from someone. You may have just said this, but these masks. Yeah. So these masks are from my uh, my uncles own a uh, a rental linen uh, company in Fort Lauderdale, and during this well, during during this time, they're obviously not uh, renting linens for people's parties, so they turn to making masks, and they have really cute um, they have really really cute designs. Hold on, let me give you this. I'll give Britt the um, the website, but. Uh, they are a great little company and they sell all these really cute masks. We have like so many patterns. They have different shapes too. They have like the, the like more, this is more in your cover your nose, but they also have like this, the classic kind of like surgical mask shape mm -hmm. um, and they're really cute. So check them out. Cute. I put the website at the bottom. Small right. businesses. Hey, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I have. For this week, Brit. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was a blast. I feel oh like we could, like create something out of this where we like have weekly Equity One sessions of just topics that we discuss. We would have way too much fun. Way too much. Fun. Way too much fun. Maybe that's I why know. we can't do it. <laughs> they shut us down. Brit, <laughs> yeah. um, where can people find you and your podcast? So you can find my podcast on Instagram at a Broadway podcast um, or myself at Brittany M as in Michelle Bigelow on Instagram and then a Broadway on all the uh, podcast streaming platforms. Yes. Um, real quick plug for Caleb and I. Yes. So Caleb and I are both participating in a fundraiser for Broadway Cares tonight. That's the, all uh, people from our alma mater. Oh, fun. Uh, from OCU. It's called The Stars Align, and it's going to be uh, streaming on the Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, Facebook, and YouTube pages. So check that out tonight at yes. 8. I am singing a song, and I... Uh, mm, I got creative with how I filmed it. I saw a bits of it on oh, so the promo. It's in advance. That's huh? what. So it was filmed in advance. It wasn't. It's not going to be live. It's uh, like song time. It was like the song yeah. time. You know. You know. We're producing. You know. You're able to like have a hand. Oh, um, you really are. Yeah. There. There's a lot of creative filming. You know. Yeah. I. I, uh, I love Instagram filters. <laughs> I'll just say that. So tune in. Uh, at 8 o'clock uh, Eastern to check that out on the Broadway Cares YouTube and Facebook pages. Yes. Um, you can find our podcast at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at Equity One underscore on Twitter. You can find us uh, and send us an email also at Equity One Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And don't forget to uh, rate and review our podcast and subscribe on iTunes. Give us five stars. And while you're there, Give a Broadway five stars. Yeah. Too. You have no idea how big a difference that makes for us. So head on over and rate and review us five stars. And also, please feel free to donate. Go to the uh, website below, the Minnesota Freedom Fund, and donate what you can. Uh, make your voice heard. Uh, I'm Elliot Maddox on everything, Caleb. I'm Caleb Dickey at everything. And until next time. Cheers. 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 Have a pretty water. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.